It's episode 1094, and this is the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me once again from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, welcome back, Derek Miner. What up, though? And just down the street there in Nashville, our managing editor, downtown, Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Yeah, Jesse, I'm glad to see you're back safe and sound. Listeners of the last podcast know that you had to leave early. Mm For, for a trip and uh, you went camping and you know I know you and camping probably not the closest of friends you know you probably get into some mm. trouble there might be some wildfires so I'm glad to see you safe and sound how was your camping wait a minute how does camping and because wildfires he, he would like he would be the one to light off fireworks it would shoot up into the brush and then all of a sudden that's jesse i don't trust him in the wild so i shouldn't be i'm trusting. just glad that Virginia's Dang. good and you're good and you're back yeah, i shouldn't be how was it? well yeah. i should preface it was more of like a, a lake lakeside situation you know with cabins because I, I don't do mm. I don't do tents. Oh. Got you. I'm not a tent. Okay, I, but you used okay, to love bear grills back in the day. I thought you were Mister like Let's go. Rough I love it. watching bear grills. It's not like I <laughs> I love someone else. Objective. I'm not I'm not gonna you know sleep in the carcass of a of a of a elk. <laughs> right. What if your family camping trip ended? <laughs> where you had to sleep in the carcass of an elk? It likely to make would. It the it night. likely would. That's yeah, why. That's what I I'm don't. saying. No, I had that's, to, a, that's a that's a I bad to, situation. I had to set up one that of those is. just little like beach tent things that are, are basically are just enough to offer shelter for your lawn chair. And that was you know, and, and it had like a little tent spike, and you put it in the ground so the wind didn't blow it away at, at the at the beach by this lake. That was about an hour undertaking. So you know, <laughs> if I if, if it's it's a full on yeah, I'm not I'm not even yeah, I'm not nah, doing that. Bro. no. It, Derek, are you a Derek? Nah, are you bro. a camper? Bro, come on, dog. <laughs> hey, all I know is all summer long. No, no, no. Hey, I follow your social media, and all summer long, you were doing posts to your followers like, go outside. You got to go outside, and you were like taking pictures of you not, in the woods. You can go Whoa, outside without not camping. camping. Not camping. I'm not. Listen, I'll go outside for walks to yeah. parks, right? But me in a tent. With nothing, no survive. No, I can't. I know. <laughs> well, the 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 most memorable part of the trip was, you know, this Hello. lake had. <laughs> it's like those inflatable sort of like obstacle courses where it has like, uh, you know, sort of like these monkey bars over the water, like a balance beam, yeah. sort of like the like the show Wipeout almost, but on the lake. It has one of those like oh, like those blobs where you can put a kid on the end and jump off a high point and. Your weight cost. Did you have to pay admission to this place? Well, it, it comes with. If you rent a cabin, you get access to the to the. Uh-huh. You know. Wow. Um, you were not was camping. Like a, was there a gift shop? Yeah, did, I know, right? This yeah, man had a general, did you go to Sea World? Was a, yeah. no, no gift shop. There was a uh, general store where you could buy sundry right, so gift shop. supplies. You know, uh, chips and stuff. You know. Um, I mean, you, you. Did you tell me the truth? Were you at a young life camp? Because that sounds exactly like a young life trust camp. Me, this was not. <laughs> this, okay. this is more of a of a campground. People come here to have a really really good time. If you know what I mean. It's a little lawless. Okay? 
Okay. Why would you say it like that? Redneck, redneck <laughs> a lot Riviera. Of golf carts, a lot of RVs. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think law enforcement's checking in on what's going on. on the- <laughs> so let me let me get y'all. So there's outside, uh-huh. and then there's outside. Yeah. Y'all right. was outside. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. we were I getting mean, around via golf cart. We were golf carting. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. That's outside. Going outside. That's where y'all was at. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That's I mean, true. y'all was outside. Outside. You feel me? Like two of. But, them. but either way, so so they had this inflatable <laughs> obstacle course thing, and like I'm sure you've seen it on like camp movies. You know what I mean? You, you guys get the the idea in your mind of what this thing is. Sure, you know? but could yeah. you describe it anyways? Well, so it's it's various <laughs> Emily Petty, <laughs> various obstacles that have awesome names like the hammer, right? Which is basically this inflatable pyramid that's probably twenty feet high that you climb to the top up and jump off of, or like I said, monkey bars, or like balance beams, or sort of. This is are oddly exhausting. I've been on one like in the <laughs> islands, Dude. like one of those one of the stops when you're on a cruise, you know, and like you buy the package to go do the water th- mm. the water well, park that, thing. That's the thing. Because you watch the, all the kids out there having a fun time. You're like, hey, guys, so that'd be really fun to go to. The guy who, yeah. uh, my buddy of mine, because we went with a couple other families, the buddy of mine who is like, frequents the, this campsite, you know, he's like, hey, man, I'm just letting you know, it's not it's not smart for adults to go out there. I've seen some catastrophic <laughs> injuries. I'm like, give me a break, man. Look, it's, in, it's on a lake. You don't know me. He's like, dude, I saw a guy dislocate his knee in one of the most gruesome, like... <laughs> oh. And so, uh, do you have to uh, sign a waiver to go on it? You do. <laughs> you do. Okay. Yeah, it's real talk. There was a broken neck a couple years ago, and they're still paying that lawsuit out. And so oh now everyone has waivers. Oh my! Anyway, God. anyway, there's no way I'm not doing this thing. <laughs> of course <laughs> not. You happily signed that waiver. <laughs> All Dude, I had to hear was dislocated knee. <laughs> Done. I might even go back to the house, like just to make sure I don't accidentally get on this mug. (laughs) But Jesse, I'm like you, man. I see it. I'm like those kids are doing it. I'm doing it too. I'm at that top of the pyramid. I'm kicking the kids off. We're playing King of the Hill. It's great. Well, and that stuff was going on, you know. Um, But I'm tossing. I literally was tossing children from the cruise off this pyramid as I was like (laughs) ascending to the top. The one where people break their ankles. Yeah, yeah. How you toss like, them off of it, like into the water, and you the, you not worried that they might break their ankle on water? Uh, it's in the middle. It's okay. like it's floating. Yeah. It's so inflatable. how did the person break their ankle or their neck? Not on. I mean, what? Like, how did that happen? I, you know, I, I didn't inquire too much. Be, they were baffling to me too it how it could happen. It probably had something to do with water. You should ask so you can know what not to do. Not to Just, do. You, you know, dislocated knee. Maybe it might be My good buddy to see said it was, what he did so that you don't repeat the same thing. Well, either way, there's no way I'm not doing this thing. My first jump off this off this platform to land on that blob that shoots a kid up in the water. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Where the kid yeah, just kind of gets flailing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as yeah. I hit that mat, I was like, I've made a huge mistake. Like I felt like <laughs> <laughs> felt like that shock wave of pain. Throughout. It was like I may have just you know I my vertebrae like some disc is going to flare up in, in a couple years from now, and I'm going to think back to this day on the lake and you know what it was worth it because it was awesome is it 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 also the fear the fear that's like oh man 
I'm too old for this. <laughs> exactly. Like it's like Dude. your inner conscience is telling you like this was really really bad. Like this is going to be why did really awful why did I you. think it was it was a smart idea to jump off a 20 foot platform <laughs> onto your maturity kicks in. You get that clarity mm, right, but, but you get that clearly <laughs> mid air. And then you feel yeah, the pain through your spine, and you're like, "Dude, okay. dude Jesse, you Jesse, like do you off? You're like, oh no, this is it, yeah. Jesse. Jesse I, I told you this story years ago, but like I was up at a with a big gathering, and they rented out a young life yeah. camp, so it was all adults and families and stuff. But we had the run of the place and could play with all the young life, you know, uh, you know, attractions, and the staff was there. So like, we mm. literally were like teenagers. And so we, they had one of these parks, they had the big blob and there was a big lagoon or, you know, bay. And I remember, uh, I wanted to try it and, uh, Johnny Quinn, I think his name is, he was an Olympic bobsledder, like big, yeah. huge Jack guy. He was like yeah. the, the guy who'd push the bobsleds. He was launching everybody off. So he would like adults would sit on the end and Johnny Quinn would, oh. boom, and dude, so I did it. You're talking about the moment of clarity. I was about 60 feet in the air and I'm going, what am I doing with my life? You know what I'm saying? He shot me a football field away. It was insane. But that, hey. that, the moment Moment of clarity, right at the mo- the peak of it, where you're just like, "What am but I doing? I, How am I going to land?" You know, does, you're just does, like, does it feel like an eternity? Yeah, too? like no, it's like no, it's really like three seconds, but monologue. it feels like thirty minutes. Dude, and you're just I'm looking at my life choices. I'm plotting how, how I'm going to land. <laughs> oh yeah, how bad is this going to hurt? The other thing too is, like yes, I said, you, you yes. learn about the, the 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 last vestiges of lawlessness in this country are inside the grounds mm. of campgrounds. Like anything oh. goes back there. You're voluntarily going into you're, you're, you're on, you're not quite on the grid, but you're not quite off of it. Like I said, you're mm-hmm. in this gray zone where kind of anything goes back there, you know? And, and it's a whole, it's a whole culture of people that are, that are going from campground to campground. I found about a whole thing where there's a website. I was talking to these people. There's a website that you can go live at campgrounds for free if you take care of maintenance issues on the campgrounds, like it's called mm-hmm. like camp to work oh. or something. So a lot of these people just go on this website, find campgrounds that need them for a couple weeks and just pop around. That's the whole life. It's just life. It's, it's, it's modern day pirate culture. And you know what guys, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of here for it. Hey, you know, the other time that you get that moment of what am I doing with my life? Like you do when you're midair after yeah. an Olympic bobsledder launches you off a blob. What um, is that? Any t- anytime you as an adult go to the fair, yep. like those rides, like I remember I was like, you know, as a teenager, you're just like, whatever. <laughs> you know, they're not safe, but who cares? I was on, okay. I was on a, we have a thing called a fun spot. And it's kind of like a permanent carnival very fair very thing familiar. in Kissimmee. You're very uh-huh. familiar. They have those things where it's like, um, they have them at like Myrtle Beach and Daytona Beach or whatever they, where they slingshot you. I'm not talking about the ones that you see the viral videos where they shoot you up. Uh-huh. I'm talking about the ones where they pull you up like a pendulum and you're hanging there at the top and they just drop you and you swoop and it's like we have you, the world's l- as a person you're not in a like ride you, it's like no, you you're, you are a on a, or something? you're on a string and you are like like just strapped in onto oh, hell the string. No. Okay. And they literally, you're laying down, you're no. laying down like on your stomach, no right? Way. And they pull you 
and we have the world's tallest one. It's like 400 feet tall. That's Absolutely a 40 not. story building. No okay? way. Listen, they, I did this one time as an adult. And so like you're, they pull you up slowly. And as you go up slowly, your feet are going up first. Obviously your face is facing the ground. They pull you up to the apex, you're, 400 feet in the air and they just drop you. And then you swoop and you just do this for a few minutes until you, whatever. No way. Dude, the moment that you're at the top and you're just waiting for them to release you, you're looking at the ground, you're 400 feet in the air and you, they give you time to think about what you're doing with your life. And I'm sitting there going, I have a kid. What am I doing? What? I'm thinking about the people I'd be leaving behind, the, the dreams I would go unfulfilled. I mean, I, I mean, I got con- contemplative. I mean, it was it like, also gives you enough time to like look down at the 16 year old typing on his phone, hitting a vape pen, who's operating the machine and is responsible yes, for your safety. Yes, dude. Like, wait, dude, who truly couldn't care if he lived or died? Yeah. yeah, he tugs on the hardest ones while responding to a text message. You know what I mean? I'm not joking with you. After I thought I was through. Take it to drag a bubblegum vape pen. <laughs> and when they drop you, obviously you're zooming straight toward the ground, you feel. I mean, you're swooping, oh but I mean, you look like you're going straight down. Bro. So, dude, I'm telling you, before they released, I literally made my peace with God. I'm like, I literally <laughs> prayed, like, Lord, if I just plummet straight to the ground and I see, I will see you, your face, and I'll I see just you pray soon, that you take, take care of all of my loved ones. And I was ready to die. <laughs> and then, uh, People woof, at those places it, are know, literally... Cameron, dog, dude, why would never you again, ever never do again, when you, I didn't like, know it. When you get off the ride, did you just like go hug your son and like tell oh, him you loved him oh, and you're I mean, proud you're, you're of like, him? You're, you're like trembling. You're like you're like the adrenaline rush that you just experienced. You're just like you, you, it's like you see color for the first time. Like you appreciate life. It's Listen, like the end of a, it's a wonderful life. I went and hugged everybody that I encountered, and I oh, anyway. mine would be it would be terrible if I was on that ride, not just for me. But for the people that are under the ride and around me, <laughs> because the level of dooters that would oh. fly out <laughs> of my pants <laughs> and pee that would go, I would literally lose the, every ounce of liquid in my body <laughs> from every orifice on everybody. Because that is crazy. You said 400 feet in the dude, air dude. with a harness. Bro, I'm sure you insane. I'm sure y'all can Google it real quick. Right now, why are they everywhere? We have have like four of them. We have four of them in Orlando at different places. We used to have one here on the ocean front. Florida's different, dude. Florida's different, bro. But here's the thing: like we have rides, like you go down to I Drive. You know those spinny rides where you sit in a chair with like the chain link, you know, and they spin you around, and it goes all the way up and all the way down. We have the world's largest one of those too, and you drive down the interstate and you see these idiots 300 feet in the air being swung by a chain link thing. This is insane. Dude, people have flown off of that and died. They still operate it. Here's to sign the waiver. (laughs) Somebody was like, it was like a big high school kid and he couldn't strap in well. Oh yes, I remember that. He got flung off of it. It was that that ride? Yes. Is that right? Here's the yeah. thing. Why is that thing even Why is it still, still in existence? I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. It's and lawless. I don't want to denigrate Bro. carnival workers. That's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> I'm on record. Not yeah. my admiration for their rock and roll lifestyles oh. and devil may care attitudes. But I don't know that they should be trusted with 
the literal lives of hundreds of people a day. Like <laughs> one yeah. bad day. Like you listen, anyone on the show, right? Forgets to turn their mic on. Like one of the, or, or forgets to record locally or, or makes one small error in something we do all the time. You know, stakes are yeah. pretty low. They forget that one strap that one day. <laughs> stakes right. are super high. It's, it, the stakes are extremely high. Every decision that that those workers are making. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Again, yeah. I, yeah. obviously their track record is reasonably well from a percentage standpoint. <laughs> you still want to be gang. You know, I remember one time in high school, like, like watching. This is insanity. Bro. There was like a carnival that came to town, and like. I think it was across the street from the high school and the day that they were setting up, we could see it from the classroom and we were shocked by how quickly they could put it up. But looking back, I'm like, they should not be, I would rather them take their time to put that up. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to see them put up the fastest Whoa. carnival. I want to see them put up the safest carnival. Cause yeah, all of those things are spinning well, and going so hey, fast. Emily, here's the thing. As soon as, as quickly as they can roll into town and set up, trust me, they can get out of town <laughs> twice as fast if they need to. <laughs> they can be, and they'll never they, be caught. I'm saying they're <laughs> shooting these monstrosities to the sky in like a day. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's like boom, Bob, boom. You seeing people hit all this stuff. And I'm like, we are taking chances with our lot. Humans are wild. And it only like, costs like three dollars. Like, bro. <laughs> Wait, yes. is this only an American thing? For three dollars. Like are carnivals I mean, oh, a thing in wow. like other countries? I think oh, I'm sure. they have Let to be, see. right? Yo, hold on. I'm be. gonna I'm about to send you the actual ride that I went to. They call it Sky Coaster. Oh gosh. And Derek, you can see how you're just strapped into a rig. There's All nothing right. between you and your face just dangling, facing the ground. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This one is fun. We have two fun spots in Orlando. This one I just sent y'all is only 250 feet high. I went to the one in Kissimmee, which was even higher. This is the world's second tallest sky coaster at 250 feet. Oh, for only $40, you can potentially die. That's good to know. Yep. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. how you're just dangling. There's a, you feel like you're just falling. It's horrible. Dog, this is insanity. What's Bro, crazy is people th- do it multiple times. What? Like, it's not just like a one yeah. time my life's changed. Some people are like, let's do it again. I don't understand that. Dude, th- are you watching the video? Yes, I Watch am the watching. Video. This video is crazy. I know. It's insane. This is what I did. And I, my faith has never been stronger. How, like, <laughs> how, like, how many people was in there? Because I see three people in this it one. It was me. It was just me by, by myself. It was me and God. Mm. Me and God. I got the single rider. I didn't get mm. the family package. Mm. You know. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Like, like, one other just, question. Did you go by yourself yeah. to do this? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I had friends. Hey, the friends were going with me. We were all in line together. We got to the front of the line and they bailed. Yeah. Bro, and so I'm like watching a video of a woman and an eight-year-old in this mug. A guy <laughs> and a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old Mm-mm. in this. Bro. Is there not DCS, an age limit? We need to call DCS today <laughs> on everybody that's in this commercial. We are calling child services. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? This is wild. Bro, America is... Bro, this ain't even America because they have these... They have to have these worldwide. Yeah, Whoever made this up is a genius. <laughs> a sky coaster. A, a evil genius, but a genius nonetheless. 
Uh, it's funny. All right, we'll move the show along. We have a good show in store for you today. Uh, nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to come close to death. Uh, for King and Country joins us. They have a new deluxe album coming out. Um, if you, I, maybe I'll, we'll post this. We'll share it this week. But they came on their last album. They came through our studio and performed live. They brought like 40 guys with them. It was insane. It was one of the best performances we had in the relevant studios. It was ins- incredible. They're coming up later. You don't want to miss that. We also have your feedback, but stay tuned right now. Up next, it's Relevant Buzz. to Beach Vacation and Cathedral Bells, the song is Blurred Out. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. Uh, Tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, Emily. Yeah, um, I have some interesting, fun kind of sports news. Um, The upcoming... You have sports news? This is crazy. Let's hear it. I I wanted y'all to be happy and proud of me for bringing up sports news. I am extremely proud of you. Yeah, I literally thought you were going to give us an update on the new episode of Claim to Fame. So I'm glad that you're going the sports direction. Wait, Derek, you weren't here last week. Do you watch Claim to Fame? I've never heard of it. Okay. I just... It's it's hosted by the bonus Jonas. Give me 10 seconds. You need to watch it. It's hosted by two of the Jonas brothers, arguably the two least famous ones. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) it's a show about people who are all related to celebrities and they have to figure out who their celebrity relative is and nobody is good at guessing. It's like Big Brother. They're living in a house together and you get clues. Yeah. And the last person standing to not get guessed, if you get guessed, you get out, uh, you win $100,000. So it's all these like uncles and nephew or nephews or brothers of very, very famous people like Eddie Murphy, Lil Nas X, um, <laughs> president Jimmy Carter, uh, Tom Hanks, people like that. But it's these obscure family members Is that are on Charlie the show Murphy competing for money. The show? Oh, God rest his soul. Come on, man. Dead, man. Oh, I forgot about that. <gasps> Sorry. Mm. No, it is his daughter. Delete. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My Delete. Bad. Throw it away. <laughs> Anyways, it's kind of the best show on TV right now, and I think everyone should watch it. Um, claim regardless to of fame. claim to fame. Yeah, Emily was pushing it last week. I'm, on, on I'm going to so. like push for it to get an Emmy somehow, so that way it can keep going. Okay. <laughs> okay full disclosure: <laughs> yesterday evening, after hours, I was watching Claim to Fame. And did text and then call Emily to discuss said episode. Yeah. So uh, she, yeah. I'm, no, I'm at all times I'm ready to talk about claim to fame. That's kind of all I want to talk about. But since no one else wants to talk about that, we can talk about the new Madden NFL game that's coming out, which is going to the soundtrack is going to feature uh, quite a few Christian rap artists, which is really mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Derek, tell us all about it, please. 
Uh, I don't know. I just know I got a lot of Christian rappers on there. I'm not one of them, but it's cool. Yeah, I do want to ask, why aren't you on there? You need to be on there next time. Next, because hey, this new album's coming out too late. You know what I'm You'll saying? You'll be on next year's. We'll You'll be on to, next you year's. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. just look. We got we we got some work to do. I'm trying to get on 2K. That's my. I did get on a 2K commercial, so we're working on that. You know okay, I mean? there you go. Yeah, but um, all no, right. Well, no next year, next year it'll be featuring starring Derek Minor. But this year, um, Lecrae, Andy Minio, uh, Toby Nwigwe, NF are on there. Like, there's just a lot of artists that maybe even if they're not fully Christian hip hop artists, they are Christian comma hip hop artist so yeah, um, right. which is just really exciting and I think uh, I, I really like it. it it makes it makes sense on two levels to me number one Christian rap has gotten good I'm sorry yeah. but the, the era where it was second tier is over it's good done so there's there's great music coming out number two these video games don't really want to have all the explicit sex stuff you know it's family friendly entertainment so clean content with good music it makes sense to me yeah. you know so what I'll yeah, say this for sure. It's and it's a great way to get exposure because I don't I'm, I'm not a big video game person but my son likes to play Madden 2009 which I have an, on an old Xbox to give you a, a it's it's it doesn't connect to the internet. It just is is you know <laughs> old school Madden. It's Drew Brees on the cover. That's for frame of reference. But he knows the Little Wayne song "Let It Rock" because it plays on the menu screen <laughs> when you're like setting up your team. He knows the entirety oh, of a song that came out you know years before he was born just from playing old Dude, school placements. Madden. Placements are yeah. huge for artists. I mean, I, Cohen became fans of artists because of Forza and other games where there's good soundtracks yeah. you know yeah i mean it, it it just goes to show like one how good music can be transcendent too because like people are putting toby and nf on these soundtracks not because they're christians but just because the music is fire yeah. and it's transcendent right. you know what i'm saying so i think that i love that that's one thing that i do say that i love about making music now <laughs> There's not a lot of barriers and boxes. Like people are just like, if I resonate with the song, I'm adding it to my playlist yeah. mm -hmm. and that's what it is. You know, and I think this is a, a huge testament to that. Yeah. And I really think that like Christian hip hop specifically, they've done probably one of the best jobs of like, it doesn't matter what your maybe faith background is. Like everybody's listening to it, which is like super cool. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. Yeah. Unlike worship music, is that what you're saying? I don't want to say that. Worship music hasn't crossed over. <laughs> well, I mean, worship music hasn't it, crossed I mean, over. I don't, I don't know if, if Lauren Daigle's making it on a Madden that's soundtrack. Be crazy. <laughs> you imagine? Hey, you oh, know shit. what? Now nah, here's the funny thing, though. I was watching TikTok and I saw a WWE video with Kirk Franklin's stomp on it. And Shawn Michaels was was sweet chin music in everybody. It's the best video I've ever seen in my life. No way. So <laughs> if there's any candidate, Stomp needs to be on something. Like we what? need to get Kirk on something. But for was sure. he like stomping people at two stomp like yes. as a wrestling? So literally, when it's like stomp and he's kicking them in the chin and it's like it's it's the it's the best WWE recap I've ever seen. It's hilarious. That's funny. I, yeah, yeah, that's funny. I, I, we need someone to unpack the theological implications of that at some point. Not none of us, but I would like to hear what. Wait, yeah, okay. I looked up the lyrics just yeah, to be I, sure. One of the lyrics is, "And when I think about your goodness, it makes me want to stomp." Yeah, that feels weird. Oh, to he's like, just saying. Then he's just saying praise <laughs> dancing. Yeah, yeah, right, he's just praise dancing. Was, exactly, but that's yeah. my point here. Make me clap my hands. Make oh, me want to dance. It. Stomp. 
So he's saying it's like raising my hands. It's like <laughs> so. What the song is intended to say: this is a, a way to dance like David. This is dance, a way man. to express your admiration and worship to the yeah. Lord. But it also right. could be a wrestling move where I'm stomping on somebody's face wearing a unicorn. Cook roundhouse. <laughs> Listen, yeah. check, check your text messages. This, this video oh is gosh. amazing. <laughs> That's good. That is amazing. That's good. That's good. That's pretty good. That's good. See, we need more of that. That's what That's we need. That's what we need. Why not? That's what we need. Why not? There were some very aggressive jorts in that video as well. Yeah, that's good. Good. It's good. All right. Anyway, uh, what else do we have, Emily? Um, sticking with sports news, um, but oh, short as- what? I know. Let's go. I know. Um, we're going to talk about what's been going on with the family that was the subject of the movie, The Blind Side. Um, I don't know oh. if you guys have been keeping up with this. Yes. Um, this is so crazy. This, the subject wow. of the story, Michael O'Hare, he filed a petition in Tennessee court on Monday, alleging that parts of his story had been fabricated to benefit uh, the Tui family that um, took him in. And they were, you know, the, they were the subject of the film. Sandra Bullock won an Oscar. So he filed this petition saying that parts of his story have been fabricated to benefit the family. Um, and as the days have come out, there's been more and more stuff that's revealed. It's kind of turned into almost a he said, she said. So we're going to cover what he said has happened and what the family said has happened. No one on this podcast is a legal expert by any means, but uh, this is a subject that... Um, that doesn't stop me from posting like one on t- on Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> um, I watched enough Legally Blonde growing up, so I really think that I basically have a full law degree. Um, but anyway, so... According to Michael, what happened is back in 2004, um, he had just turned 18 a few months before, and he uh, was told that he would be adopted by the family. It turns out they were actually brought on as conservators, um, as in a conservatorship, um, which I think most of us, our knowledge of that word is extended to the Britney Spears case. Um, Mm -hmm. But they were assigned on as conservators, which gave them legal authority to make business deals in his name. And so um, according to the lawsuit, um, he has said that because of that, they have kept money from him and that they made money from the movie, um, The Blind Side, and that he didn't get to see that money. Um, And then he also said that he was just personally hurt um, by not being fully part of the family and felt like he had kind of been kept away from them. Um, The family responded and said that he did know that it was conservatorship, that he he had always been aware of that and that they still treated him as if he was like family, even though legally there was obviously like a difference there. Um, They also said that they... The only money that they received from the Blindside film, um, they got like a flat fee um, of about $60,000, or sorry, $70,000, and it was split between them. So each of them got about $14,000. That's all they ever made. They didn't make more. He alleges that they have made more. It's it, right, And so that's what's kind of being figured out in court is where is the truth and what's really going on here. I remember on his part, he said that he's never received any money. So. Yeah. When she says it's split, 
was it split equally among everyone but him? It sounds like if that's the that's case, that's what he's alleging. That's what yeah. he's. That's they're crazy. saying that he did receive money. He's saying that he didn't. Oh, okay, mm. that's what I was so, asking. Right, so that's where that's where it, it gets. Are they he's saying done. that hey, we split it equally, or are they are they admitting to splitting it amongst themselves and him not receiving? From what money? she has said, or sorry, the husband spoke, Sean. What he has said, um, they split it evenly, including him. So they mm. said that it was, mm. I think, yeah, they said like 14,000. My, my mm. assumption as a non-legal expert is that there's also beyond that initial rights fee that the money, you know, that, that small amount that they got paid for their story. Um, probably there's other monetary opportunities mm-hmm. that came across their mm-hmm. path, endorsement deals, speaking gigs, right. book deals, right. mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and that they monetized that. And he was mm-hmm. probably left out of that. And, you know, I'm assuming just looking at it unbiased, like the family's perspective might have been, oh, well, he went into the NFL. He doesn't need money from the book deal for the book that I wrote about our story or whatever. And it just created a wedge. They had a falling apart. And it's just really sad to, you know, they have this, what could have been an uplifting, positive story. It turns out that it was kind of a lot murkier than the movie made it out to be. Which is yeah, really sad. Yeah. 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 Really I is. think, <laughs> I think any inspirational story that they adapt for film it, unless it's a documentary where it's it's straight up telling mm-hmm. the truth I think they should do like right. the flaming hot Cheeto route and just fabricate it <laughs> just make it just up make it up <laughs> inspire yeah. everyone and just don't worry about it how it's acting man that was like I said, crazy I, I, I appreciate the hustle <laughs> and even in the statement they're like look man the guy's living his truth even if his truth is made up it's still I. Yeah. it was kind of like you know what <laughs> Props to that guy because I'm more inspired by his ability to have a fictional story made into a movie than I am about the original. It's more that's more impressive than inventing flaming hot Cheetos. So the right. flaming hot Cheeto movie is the has the most audacious. And I know that's produced by Devon Franklin, but and he's been on this podcast many times. I'm not trying to talk bad about him, no, but I the marketing it. of that movie literally said in the trailer. <laughs> This is a true story. And the guy who is the subject of the story said, that did not happen. That is not what happened at all. Cheeto says that did not happen. Y'all are just straight up making this up 100%. And they knew it in court. They knew it. Wait a second. Wait wait a second. So Richard, Richard, the guy that's in the movie yeah. said I didn't invent the Cheetos. Yeah. Dude, it was a it was, and then it was a Cheeto said I didn't invent it. It was a lady in so Texas. It was a lady in Texas. And it's like documented in court and everything that this is actually what happened. And he says, Yeah, that is what happened. But he went around as a motivational speaker and started telling this narrative and it was a better story. I think so that's, well, that's I think he point. doesn't fully say I think he makes himself part of the narrative. Like he's not like I yeah, did. Part of it. Like, like he, here's what he here's what and I think did. happened. Yeah. Here's what Emily and I think happened. This lady, uh, the the flavor testing lab in Texas, came this up with amazing. the idea for these spicy <laughs> versions, right? And probably he being, you know, a target demographic market in the, you know, California Hispanic market, they brought him in as an employee to do a taste test and give us feedback on what you like about these new flavors or don't like. And he probably said, right. oh, I like this spicy one. And, and they're like, and they ran with it and tested it and it worked. And somehow, because he said that he liked it, he got credited Good. for inventing Here's my it. point. Here's this my point, is though. Isn't that crazy? I didn't, can avoid, I didn't know. But all this, this. is, I this it is documented. Like it is documented. Yeah. This is what actually would happen. blindside mess is if 
we just make up all our inspirational true stories right now. <laughs> just find inspirational Yo. stories out there. And then put it in the trailer. This is, this is a true story. Yeah. Even just just lie. Who cares? That's what Nobody I'm saying. Cares. And it avoids all this all this drama years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just make it up. I love it. Nobody cares. Bruh. I'm still inspired by the story, I, even I, if I, it didn't happen. You know? Like I said it's even more inspiring. My, my, my brain has it's even more inspiring <laughs> that they were able to get the what that Hollywood fabricated a and made everyone movie? believe it. No, I'm pretty impressed. But that everyone knows that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like everyone knows this is not yeah. true. Yeah. Like that's the thing that's crazy. Is like yeah, it's well, like we well documented, right? But and and right before the movie rights even got purchased by the production company and Evil and Gory and all that stuff, the L.A. Times. L.A., Hollywood, the L.A. Times wrote this huge series of investigation about the Flamin' Hot Cheetos story. And like, so it was publicly known. Despite that, they bought the rights to the story and wrote this script and then marketed it as a true story when it is widely and publicly known that no element of the story is true. Isn't that crazy? That's Some might wild. say inspirational. Exactly. <laughs> that's wild. That's that's wild. It's not as wild as 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 you know, flying around four hundred feet in the air with a shoestring. But yeah, it's where's pretty his wild. story? Yeah, it's that, pretty that's wild. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the, yeah. the Lions, I could have avoided this if they just fabricated a, a, a complete story about an NFL player from the ground up, and then no one's arguing, you know, and people are still inspired. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Still inspired. All right. What, what's the last thing you have, Emily? Uh, last thing I have is just a very interesting report that came out from the American Bible Society last week. 34% of Gen Z identify as non-religious. So either agnostic, atheist, or none at all, which is just more than any other generation. How, how, how does that compare? Like how much more? Um, so millennials were 29%, Gen X, 22%, boomers, 18%, elders, 9%. So, and, and Gen Z is 34. 34. So one like, out of every three Gen Z, if you ask them, will identify as, you know, atheist, agnostic, or nothing at all. Wow. So... Which is, but then, mm. then this study, I think this study was put out by American Bible Society or something. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. And I think within it, they had follow-up questions for the they did. agnostic people. And they, they are, are way more spiritually curious and interested yes. than other generations. They just are more skeptical and to less identify. likely to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of 56% of young Gen Z, which is ages 18 to 21, said that they are very or extremely curious um, so it is interesting. I, I think it's interesting that Gen Z is very concerned about labels. And so they don't want to label yeah. themselves as something that they don't actually believe, which I do think is, is good. Like, I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's good. Growing I, up in the Bible think, belt, everyone was Christian, but it was like, I know you're not, you know, but it was like, that's, a, that's it's right. one of those yeah. things. So I, I, I am not, I'm not afraid of this at all. This is a good thing. Like I respect this because it's like, you know, uh, our parents just dragged us to church and we g- grew up Christian. And then when we go off and live however we want when we're adults, but if a surveyor was to come ask us, we'd be like, yeah, we're Christian, but I'm not spiritually hungry. I'm not curious. I'm not looking into it for myself. Um, I take it for granted kind of a thing. And then this generation, you know, their parents didn't drag them to church because, you know, church attendance is going down every generation. So they didn't grow up in church. They don't have that cultural mindset that I grew up Christian. So do you have faith? No, but I'm interested and I'm, I'm curious and I'm looking, I'm spiritually hungry. That's actually maybe a healthier place to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Real yeah. quick. 
Real quick, I read a quote after all of this came out because this guy, who's Richard in the movie, as you know, he did go from like janitor to a high up position at, at the Frito Lay company. You know, um, yeah, I love Eva Longoria's quote. She said, I never wanted to tell the history of the Flaming Hot Cheeto, acting like, why are you guys, why are you guys, you know, even making this about Flaming Hot Cheetos? Your trailer says, based on an inspirational true story. I'm looking at the movie poster. <laughs> Mind you, the movie's called Flaming Hot. The flavor you right. know, the story you don't. Exactly. Yeah, because it's, it's not it a true story. story. <laughs> it, yeah, we don't know the story. Yeah, I, yeah, you don't know the story because you know the true story. <laughs> you don't know our fake story. That it was cooked up yeah. in, by professional food scientists in a lab somewhere, you know. But again, I appreciate more that they were able to convince everyone that this happened and just fabricated it. Uh, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, there you this go. Is wi- this is wild. Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, the thing that when it came out, Emily, I just couldn't get over the fact that it's not that they changed the story. It's not that they Hollywooded it and fictionalized it to make it more dramatic, make it more inspirational. Fine, whatever. It's two hours. of You have two hours to tell something that happened over years, right? Right, right. No, the fact that they knew that this was completely fabricated and still marketed it as a true story. The trailer literally is showing you footage and stops and puts on the screen uh, based on a true Look, story. Don't and it's hate just the like, hate the game. Okay. <laughs> hey man, is this this is this this is America? You can do that whatever is you want. Dream. You, as long you, as you're confident, as long as you never as apologize, you just down. do as it. Double down. As you're confident, they can make a sequel. I love they it. can make a sequel where he becomes like an astronaut or or like a PGA pro or something. <laughs> and it's like, man, his story just got way more inspiring. I'm in. Let's hear what this guy can do anything. <laughs> You know, what I, you know what I should do? Mars. I should make a documentary and just all of the things that I wish were true about me, just make them true in make the documentary. Yeah. Done. Like, Dude. I'm going to just have like Dude, Michael rec- B. Jordan play me. No, That's I'm going to have somebody Recast with, yourself. Exactly. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan my, is you. Yeah, yeah like, do exactly. it. Exactly. Imagine no like Forrest Gump, if they had just told people this is a true story. You didn't hear about this guy? Oh, yeah, it's a big deal back in the day. We made a whole movie about him. You know? Okay. Whoa, what, you hey, know what, growing Jesse, up, somebody did tell me that I, that, that was a I true heard story. That too. <laughs> that's crazy, Emily, for real. Yes. Somebody told me, like, you know that's a true story, right? I'm, I'm sitting here like a kid. <laughs> My mind is blown. I'm like, this guy well, is crazy. I thought that for, a long, for probably too long. I was like, I can't believe that like all really happened. Well, and then I think as I found out what actually happened in like U.S. history and then I watched it again, I was like, Oh, there's oh. no way that's true. Like it he just... wasn't there. But why stop there? He didn't invent jogging. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't end the Vietnam War and then invent but jogging. Why not any, so, why not any movie? Yeah, it's hey, like look. Yeah, you didn't hear the plot of Rambo Two, where he retroactively wins the Vietnam War. You didn't hear about that guy? Oh yeah, he's he's yeah he's living in. National in Jackson yeah. Hole right now. He's doing great. He's doing great. <laughs> oh, Batman, Dark Knight. Oh yeah, you you forgot about that? It must slipped under the, <laughs> the billionaire who was fought the clown guy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a the documentary. All right, well, that'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Make sure to check out everything we're posting over at relevantmagazine.com, covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. All right, thanks, Emily. Stay tuned. Up next, for King and Country, join us.
You're listening to Chai. The song is Neo Kawaii, okay? Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guests today are Joel and Luke Smallbone, a.k.a. for King and Country. They're one of our favorite Christian groups, and they are releasing the deluxe version of their album, What Are We Waiting For? Uh, We sat down with them to talk about what fans can expect from the new version of the album and how their music was inspired by the post-apocalyptic version of Mad Max and Dune. Here's our conversation with For King and Country. We have had an unbelievable 48 hours, uh, and that is on nobody else other than ourselves. We did so it to we're ourselves. going to go eat donuts later tomorrow, today just to eat our feelings and uh, see how we go. <laughs> no, it's been a great 24 hours. It's uh, 48 hours. It's just been 48 hours ago we were in New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. We had a show the night before last in New Mexico. Then we basically flew through the night, did not sleep a lot, to the Iowa State Fair and played the, the show there last night till about midnight. And then we also released this music video yesterday. So we have been, um, we've been hustling as musicians do. Yes, we have. Yeah, you guys have had, uh, I feel like I have done nothing in the last 48 hours compared to what you guys have done. <laughs> well, I wish you, uh, I wish you could have thought of us as you crawled into your cozy bed each night. Is that like a crazy 48 hours or is that pretty no, normal that was, for you? That was like, I, it used to be, when, okay. when we were coming up as a band, you know, seven years ago or so, it used to be much more normal. Um, we have hopefully learned and understood that we have to be work smarter, not Yeah, at harder. that point, death was imminent, you know, when we were doing those types of things. <laughs> now we're, now we're, death isn't quite so imminent. I think that, what, I actually said this to uh, to Imagine, I was like, man, you know, you can do a crazy day, you can do it once, you know, in a week. Yeah. It's when you do it back to back that you just see like health, suffering, yeah. people getting sick, left, right, and center. So today, morale is... morale's going down. Today, today we all got a good night's sleep and yeah. we'll, be, we'll be all right. Yeah, hopefully you'll get some donuts, like you said. That'll lift your spirits. Right, we already found it. Gramps. Gramps is the local place. That's where we're going to go to Gramps. Coffee and donuts. Well, thank you so much for making time for me today, especially knowing all the travels you've been through to get here. Um, I really appreciate it. I I like that we've just spent four minutes digesting our, licking our wounds from our last 48 hours. Thank you for... I feel like y'all needed that a little bit. therapy session, part (laughs) interview. Yes, that's the goal always is so that you can have a little bit of rest and I get some fun insight into your crazy lives. I feel like that's a good balance. Anyways, we can move on from the therapy time because we got to be talking about the deluxe album, which you're releasing. Um, What can you tell me? What's new about this version? It's well, it's interesting, Emily, because when we actually worked on the album, you know, two years ago, released it last year, um, we'd have this idea of wanting the record 
title-wise to stand on its own two feet, which was the question, what are we waiting for? Because we felt like people would interpret it in its own way. They would, they would tie it to individual songs on the record. But all along the way, we had a song under the title, what are we waiting for? Um, it just, we kind of wanted to delineate it from the record for a moment. And so part of the, the hope was to stagger the release of the album and the song, which is what we did. So we released the song a little over a year after the album. Um, and then this music video, like I mentioned, to the song as of yesterday. Um, so that will, the, the, the deluxe ends up becoming sort of a catch-all for, it will actually be the ultimate version of the record. So what are we waiting for? We'll actually start the deluxe. We're going to take songs like, you know, Love Me Like I Am with Jordan Sparks that weren't on the original record and tie that into the record appropriately. Uh, you know, For God Is With Us with Hilary Scott, pull that in. And then we've also um, worked harder than we should have on a, a brand new song um, called Better Man, which is kind of a, it's a love song. It's really a, a commitment to our wives um, as to the kind of men that we want to be in relationship and in love. And again, it feels like it's this, what we love about Deluxe is they become this kind of nice, you know, ties everything in a bow. Um, it's the culmination of the album, really. But I also love that it'll be the most complete version of itself as well. I don't know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be me. What if we're all the same in different kinds of ways? Can you, can you relate? Um, how do you feel like these these new songs and these like the things that you've added how do you feel like it maybe changes the message of the album or does it change the message well i look at deluxes as, as a little bit of a um you know when you announce an album you're kind of announcing a new era right and uh, in some cases that mm -hmm. era for an album you know lasts for a year and a half uh two years and what you realize is as artists is a year and a half two years there's going to be new iterations there's going to be as joel explained there's going to be new new remixes there's going to be all this other and in some cases the deluxe is like the almost the nail in the coffin of the era it takes everything that took place in that time and it and it links it all together and when i think it takes uh, i think for, for both joel and i when it comes to the message of it i mean having uh, the the what are we waiting for and um uh, better man uh, on the deluxe. I think it makes it uh, complete because these were songs uh, that were around when we released the album. I think that this is. Uh, I don't necessarily know if it uh, it changes the message at all as much as it is. This is the final iteration of what we dreamt up uh, several years ago, and so now I can think. I think for both Joel, uh, Joel and I, we can look at it and we go, it, it's now complete. You know, it's now officially finished. And I actually kind of like that new albums are like that because you discover things as you kind of get adjusted to the new material, the new songs, that you find certain things and you you hear certain things. And so to have a couple of these other songs uh, that now we kind of get to have as, as the finished product, it uh, if there were any holes, these fill the holes of what you were kind of originally dreamt up. And uh, I like that. It's an interesting way to think about a deluxe version as a kind of like the final 
version, like you said, of the era, um, which is something that I think y'all have always had so much fun with. Like I know a few years ago, y'all had sort of like this pirate persona and y'all have been doing the music video yesterday, um, you know, like a mixture of like Mad Max and Dune, um, which I want to know, like of all the things you could get inspired from, why why Mad Max and Dune? <laughs> I've never even seen the movies. <laughs> well, it's just, what's interesting about music videos and deluxes and albums is we're discovering the album as people discover it. It's this interesting process where you create something and you have no idea how people are going to feel about it. And then you release it to the world and you see what people respond to. You see what you respond to live. You start playing the music. You learn the music. It learns you. You give the music away to other people. And um, it really takes on a whole new life. That said, with the kind of album, like you said, Burn the Ships was very, uh, was very kind of nautical and period. Uh, we almost went in the other direction with this. We went sort of post-apocalyptic, you know, leaped ahead, you know, hopefully a few thousand years. And, um, and it became this allegory for really what we've sensed, you know, culture, communities, really the world has walked through over the last few years. And that is, it's been a bit of a, a social, political, racial death of sorts. It's been this, it, this, there's been this kind of dying that has happened um, through the pandemic. And so we wanted to kind of emulate that in the, in the, from everything from the album cover to this culminating music video. But what's really beautiful is there's always new life on the other side. This is the cycle of life, right? There's, there's beauty on the other side. There's innocence on the other side. There's discovery. Uh, if you can push through it, there's discovery. And the very thing that was trying to kill you can make you stronger. And so we've just had kind of a bit of a field day exploring that from beginning it to end, if you will, of this album. And that's what's really fun, Emily, is like this music video really feels like the culmination, as does the deluxe. It feels like this is this is the punctuation point. And we're kind of ending the album where we started the album, uh, visually, sentimentally. And so this, again, my OCD is just is going wild right now with the symmetry of this. That was Joel and Luke Smallbone, a.k.a. for King and Country. Make sure to check out the deluxe version of What Are We Waiting For? It's out now. All right, stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. You're listening to Slow Dive. The song is Skin in the Game. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st. And this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, 
And when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, on last week's show, we got talking about some some of Jesse's college pranks, and uh, or we got talking about y'all. It was your feedback, and something about the Ronald McDonald statue at a McDonald's was stolen. Jesse was talking about he had, he and his friends were planning to steal it too, all that kind of stuff. And so we just we wanted to ask you, what's the most random thing that you have stolen? Uh, you hit us up on Twitter slash X at Relevant Podcast and uh, Threads and Instagram stories. And here's a few of our favorites. And I want to know how y'all got here. This is the fact that we're on this question of the week is wild. Jess, Jesse, help me remember. How do we get here? Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, and it was like the guy was walking around with the he yeah, unbolted the yeah. Ronald McDonald and he, oh, he brought it to school yeah. or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, just got his uh, Mar. Oh, you know what? It was because of Marty because he like no, he grew remember, up stealing a bunch of stuff. Tell us. I went to Taco Bell <laughs> after a doubleheader at the minor league baseball game, and it was clearly the late shift did not care. They gave me a entire like jumbo takeout bag filled to the brim with hot sauces. I've been eating Taco Bell hot sauces every day. I had I had a. <laughs> I, I ate four Your stomach has to be made of steel. I, in the last, bro, it has to be made out of some crazy. Talk. That book is otherworldly Wakandan Real tech. Talk. Dana, my wife, made it was, made tacos for the family on Monday of this week. When I got and guess what she brought out? Big bag of Taco Bell sauce. I loaded my homemade tacos with Diablo sauce. Okay, I, I've made I've been making Diablo omelets, guys. A little zip right in the morning, a little eye opener. It's it's fantastic. First thing in the morning, Diablo. <laughs> put some put some hair on the dog right there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's a good favorite thing. The most random thing you've ever stolen. Here you a, go. That, that was I can't a, believe yeah. people admitted it. Honestly. I, yeah. I did tell them that the internet is a safe space and that they can share legally their past. Yeah, I mentally the statute of limitations. You can't be indicted. Angela Green, she said, Lord, sweet Jesus, forgive me. I stole an MC Hammer CD. I had to repent of stealing, but more importantly, having terrible taste in music. Wait a second. Come on now. Hold on, now we ain't gonna hate on Hammer. It depends hammer on time. it depends on which what? Hammer CD. If this is a 2004 Hammer CD. Uh, if this was the good early 90s Hammer, we got to clarify here which Hammer. Right. Uh, I'm loving Gina's response. Uh, she said, "This is not her, but her brother and his friends." Have you seen her? When Pizza Hut Tell was the place seen? to frequent after youth group, they put one of the round pizza pans into the pizza box with leftovers. Sometime later, one of the friends dates the waitress and confesses she remembers and threatens to break up with him. Apparently, she got in some trouble. What? Oh, she got in trouble. Yeah. Oh, wow. it was her fault. Uh, AJ, I remember doing this. Uh, assuming temporary theft counts, working at an Applebee's, we lifted one of the montage picture frames off the wall in the restaurant area, took a basketball-themed glamour shot of ourselves to replace the photos, and mounted the frame in the restaurant for years to come. Real talk, we used to do this all the time. Like at like, really? When, when it was, it was That's one of those crazy. like that. It was like a, a Fud Ruckers or. 
yeah, yeah that Fridays. With tchotchkes yeah. just everywhere, like old fishing poles and a tennis racket and photos and like trophies and just knickknacks. We would bring random stuff, you know. It started one day because they had like a little game where you could win like Beanie Babies, like in a little claw machine. And we won one, and we didn't know what to do, so we just put it up in the corner, like on the mantle with all the junk. And the next time we went in there, it was still there. We would bring <laughs> items just from our homes, just random things from our homes, and place them around the restaurant. You'd be surprised how long that stuff but could stay a- AJ went to the next level, taking the pictures of himself and he putting them just, in the frames. brought one. This is crazy. He didn't even need to replace one. He could just added one. Well, I got a story. I, I'm... I, it's not me, but mm-hmm. I had a homie mm-hmm. that used to work at McDonald's, and this man stole a whole box of chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Took them home, fried them up himself. Just like Yo, this man was eating McNuggets for like a month. <laughs> it was crazy. We go over there, and it was just it was sad. <laughs> That's funny. All mm-hmm. right. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Go check it out. You guys are a bunch of degenerates. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Earlier in the show, we were talking about floating water parks and carnival rides. And we've all found ourselves, some of us have found ourselves in those situations from time to time where you, you have that moment of clarity and think to yourself, I immediately regret this. <laughs> like, what am I doing with my life? So that's what we wanted to know from you. What has been your, I immediately regret this moment. And uh, we will read our favorites on next I've week's show. a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's that moment where you're standing on top of the giant inflatable pyramid about to jump down 30 feet onto like an inflatable thing to a find child. a strange child, <laughs> a kid you don't know, into a lake. And you can't, there's no turning back because people on the beach are cheering right. at this point. And there is only one thing more humiliating than suffering a, a lifelong back injury, uh, a spinal injury from jumping off that pyramid and land, from by landing on the balloon. That's climbing back down the balloon in shame and leaving that kid and everyone on the beach in disappointment. <laughs> I'd rather go with a spinal injury and maintain some dignity <laughs> than, than, than hang my head at the campsite for the rest of the week, yeah. that ain't happening. This, this is where this is where we differ. Because I'd have been like, you know what? See the way my knees are set up. Hey, uh, come on no, up you're here. Already up there. You're already up there. You I'm climbed up. Now, climbed hey, up. Uh, now I yell at yell at a teenager out here. Hey, uh, you with your shirt off. You should have thought about that before you climbed up and, and got your own soaps up. The, Jesse, the, the earlier when you were telling this story, I really thought you were going to end it with, uh-uh. and that's why I have this cast on my leg right now. Like I really thought you had like fully broken close. something. Like I said, I I I, I feel like. Um, are you walking around with like a cane these days? I, I'm, I'm just saying the back end has been totally normal, but I wasn't going to climb back down. Not with everyone. Like I said, the kid, what, are you just going to leave the kid laying there on the, on, the, on the inflatable and leave everyone on the beach who's like, yeah. go, go. Yes, yes. They were cheering. You're absolutely yeah. going, yes. Yeah, but you also you're don't know these people and you'll never see them again. Listen, yeah. it had a platform Ever. and then it had like a again. railing area and I climbed up on the ra- they were cheering top rope like the wrestling term I was not gonna not do it okay was Kirk no. Franklin stopped no, playing they, in the background uh, as you were doing it in my head in my heart that's good that's good yeah no 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 that's funny alright so hit us up well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank For King and Country for joining us today. Make sure you check out the deluxe version of What Are We Waiting For? It's out now. 
Also, make sure to check out the summer issue of Relevant. Just click the magazine tab right there at relevantmagazine.com and you can read it for free. We got a cover story with Lauren Daigle, Arizona, Drew Holcomb, Naomi Rain, and so much more. And make sure to check out the uh, Relevant Plus memberships. It is the best way to experience our content ad-free. You get extra podcasts and ad-free reading and listening and a deluxe version of the magazine as well. You can find out all the information right there at the website. Plans start as low as $250 a month. Also, uh, we are looking to hire a podcast editor, video editor, uh, social media manager, uh, project manager, <laughs> a couple, couple people. Go check out all the info at relevantmediagroup.com, relevantmediagroup.com, and you can apply there. Okay. On that note, we will wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. For listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com Make me clap my hands. Make me want to dance. Stomp. Relevant Podcast Network.